This is how it's going to start. Oh, yeah. What is that sound? It's a hot... This is what we call hot wagon jazz. Ready to outrun the rain in a full, full special track, track juiced up with the dirt rut and no cuts, ready to rip. Hey, everybody, it's the podcast we've just started. This is an uninfected hotel room intro here for you right now on live to tap also known as live to tape even better known as the executive buffet where all the executives meet to have a beautiful mezzanine brunch with their you know with their boys with their friends with all the uh, other people who are have multiple citizenships in many countries that allow them to manipulate international banking laws 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 Hey, it's me, Kevin Tipcorn, a.k.a. the driver, owner, operator of Daddy's Big Red Truck. It's a big-ass red truck that makes a lot of stops, but when it's not stopping, it's popping. It's doing sideways slides, also known as drifting, with hay bales. You've got some cool home brew, not micro brew, not craft brew, but home brew in the back that Daddy made for all the riders. Okay, I'm losing my goddamn mind. Welcome to the podcast. This is a very special, cool one here, here for here for you today. Here, first, I gotta let you know, I'm gonna be live. I'm gonna be in Portland, Oregon, on July 24th at Helium Comedy. It's Portland, Oregon, July 24th, and then I'll be um, the day before that, also known as the 23rd. I'll be in Seattle, Washington, at the Crocodile. Okay. 23rd, 24th, Seattle, Portland. The tickets should be available probably in the next day or two, next day or two or so. Get those tickets. I'll be at the Elysian Theater in Los Angeles doing my special solo show July 20th. And I'll also be doing that show again in uh, August at the Dynasty Typewriter on August 10th, okay? So those are the stuff to know right now. Check those out. Please, if, you, if you're in those areas, come out. The shows have been outstanding. I'm also selling merch that I'm only, only, only selling in person. Check me out on Twitch. It's twitch.tv slash Johnny Pemberton. That's twitch.tv slash Johnny Pemberton. It's no longer just my nipples. We all know what happened to that. It got taken away. But it's now, it's solidly twitch.tv slash Johnny Pemberton, okay? And if you want more stuff from the podcast, you can go to patreon.com slash live to tape. That's patreon.com slash live to tape also come check me out I'm with Duncan Trussell a bunch doing shows in two weeks I'll be in in, uh, Zany's which is in a little town outside of Chicago called Rosemont which is basically is Chicago uh, the 23rd, 24th and 25th at Zany's okay I forgot to mention that what else do I gotta say I don't know what else is there should I say more should I say more? Um, it's pretty cool when plants grow on the top of roofs unassisted. I gotta say that's pretty great. I gotta say the Hugh Masekela is highly underrated, and I think he's uh, 
one of the just the, one of the great musical authors and performers of all time. We just heard that that track we're listening to underneath me is uh, a Moog, a Moog, whatever you want, however you want to say it, version of Grazing in the Grass, which I, I thought we'd play an alternative version of that. So this today's podcast is one. Uh, this is a repeat guest, one of my favorite, best, closest, coolest, most interesting people I've ever met in my entire life, my friend Patrick, and he uh, he and I got to sit down. I recorded this. Um, what well, you might be watching the video right now, but we got to sit down in a nice field in the middle of Central California near near the town of Pescadero, and have a nice long chat. Patrick, you've heard him on the podcast many times. One of my favorite people to have on this have on the show because. Yeah, there's no one else out. No one else out there like that. Here you go. Enjoy a wonderful extended live to tape executive buffet. Daddy's big red truck. Here, my good friend Patrick. Yeah. It's illegal in some places. Let's be cracking them cans. You know, recording a crack of a can. This is a light, crisp, Kolsch-style ale. Ah, <sighs> uh, sweet fast you got there? forward. You, you, what do you think about these beers? I like those actually. Where's that other? It's in the backpack over there, okay. in this, in the little side. We call it side pocket. A light, uh, Kolsch style ale. They can't call it a Kolsch, right? Not allowed to. What is it like? Uh, a AOC. I think it's one of those things they can't call it that. Can't call it Kolsch style, huh? Excuse me. Proprietary, but what about Pilsner? Um, they say Pilsner, even though it's not from. Maybe Pilsner is not one of those things, is it? Yeah. Oh man, I'm beat. You know, um, we did about twenty-one thousand steps today. Maybe, maybe more. I kept turning the airplane mode on and off the phone. I wasn't getting any bars, but I kept turning on and off because I was thinking like maybe. It doesn't count if it's on airplane or something like that. Well, I think it should it count does. either way, right? I guess so, but I've just started using the health app. And the phone has this, like... Accelerometer, right? That's yeah, what that's it. Uh, I think chair. that's why your uh, GPS location works, even when it's on airplane mode. Because the accelerometer? It just somehow knows where you've moved since you turned it on airplane. I thought it was satellite that does it. It's hard to say, hmm. you know. I, I'm always amazed that Yeah, that it knows. There's not a place that I've been that it can't find where I'm at. Really? I was in like a remote corner of Death Valley mm -hmm. in a like very remote rugged canyon and it was like to the yard. They sure talk about Death Valley a lot for a place that's so remote, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's talked about a lot, referenced so much. There's there's a lot of it that is kind of back roads Jeep mm -hmm. style. There's obviously the few paved roads that go right through it. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, it's, we got we have to go. Yeah, well, I mean, it's not good to go in the summer, though, is it? My hands. Yeah, largely. Uh, I mean, that would be the the difficult. Because it's hot as shit. Yeah, you need to know what you're doing. What about that place you're talking about called Saline? That's just as hot. So that's right? it. That's that's it's Saline Valley. Okay. In Death Valley, it's just kind of a um, salt valley. It's not even particular salt. There is a salt lake there, mm -hmm. 
or a, or a dry playa. It's just kind of a, it's an interesting remote corner. It wasn't part of the park until, I don't know, 20, 30 years ago. So yeah. it wasn't in the original blueprint of the park. It just got part um, annexed. But it's Are we in the skeet witching hour? Oh, there could be some, yeah. This this might be it. We're in the skeet witching hour. I think we might are. Might get some floaters. See, this, the thing about the mosquitoes here, though. They just don't bite, do they? They just hover. They just yeah. harass? Yeah, they just come bother. That's that's what they do. We couldn't really go to the saline in the summer, though, could we? Well, it'd be so you can blasted. go. It'd be so hot, though. We'd be miserable. Yeah, you could we? catch you could catch a lull in the heat, maybe. But that be that would be, you have to go when you, that happens. You can't plan a trip in sure, advance, and right? Sure, and you certainly wouldn't want to be out there during a hot spell. Oh, 110, right? 120. 120, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I I went. It's pure hell. In September, and it was still warm out there, but it wasn't too bad. What if we go? In October. That'd be great. Because it's cooling down then, right? Yeah, spring. You can go in the dead yeah. of winter also, and it's quite nice out right. there. Flash floods? Well, it can snow out there. There's You have to go yeah. over a mountain pass both Damn. ways to get to it. I'm not a big fan of freezing cold desert. Mm. We did a trip to Vas- not Vasquez Rocks. We did a trip to you know, the place that all everyone goes to because it looks incredible. Yeah. The big rocks. It's Mojave up at, National Preserve. Uh, it's a little further north. Yeah. God, what's it called? It's the most there's tons of people there. Mm-hmm. It looks blasted, but it's um this It's just got is it got rock formations kinda like yeah. Joshua Tree. Tons of cool big boulders. Yeah. And it's just so scenic. It's like photographer paradise kind sure, of thing. Sure. That place we went there uh, in two thousand we went there, we found that that Biden won. On the way to the trip. Yeah. And we were up there. And it was, we had a morning where the temperature flipped probably 30 degrees. It was going back and forth. We had flurries and it was freezing making breakfast. And then it was about, it was crazy. It was not fun. (laughs) I was so miserable because you couldn't, you'd be like sweating one second because you got your stuff on then you take it off. Yeah. But did it warm up during the day though? It did, but not a whole lot. That oh, night, yeah. though, was one of the coldest nights that I've ever had. A little windy out there? It was windy, and I was sleeping on a cot. I was raised off the ground in a tent, and I just couldn't get warm. I could not get warm. It was yeah. terrible. Oh, yeah. Desert is, uh, it goes harsh both directions. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah. That's true. Yeah, man. But it's a place that we should four wheel drive, you know. I'm down. When the time is right. Yeah. Man, that was such a... I'm so blasted from that trip today. It was such a big hike. I guess it was. You know, it was. I, I mean, it was my legs lot. are a little sore. I'll admit. I can just not move for the next 12 hours. I just don't want to move at all. Because it was sunny and it was a little hot sometimes. And then it was... It was incredible. That waterfall was like nothing... Man, that was incredible. Yeah, it was a little, um, you know, there are a lot of secret waterfalls around in California. Is that secret, that one we were at? Well, I would say just obscure, maybe. Yeah, or hard to get to. Yeah, a little bit of difficult. Hard to get to. and Canyon uh, hiking sometimes it takes to get. But um, I've heard of spectacular waterfalls that are on private lands. Really? Up in, like, the Napa area. 
yeah. places that you don't really expect. You don't think of steep canyons, and mm-hmm. but there's just there's a lot of interesting spots tucked away. Yeah, that, that waterfall was, one of them, was incredible. I don't think I've ever been in a waterfall like that. I've been in the big, big ones in Hawaii where it's like it's a pool. It's by the roadside. It's almost a tourist destination. You walk up in there, and you yeah. kind of can't really get right underneath it because it's a little bit dangerous, you know. We kind of can, but it's not the same. This sure. was like intimate. It was like a personal size waterfall as opposed yeah. to being a big, big one, big pool. Have you been personal. to the ones that have, uh, you know, local kids doing backflips and stuff? And uh, Where is that? Little, like, in Hawaii? Kind uh, of I went to a place in Mexico like that. Oh, really? No, I've never been. I've never been to one of those things. It was a beautiful spot. I mean, incredible, deep, you know, 30-foot deep pools with cliffs and everything. There's so many mosquitoes around you right now. Yeah. But they don't seem to be doing anything. Right? Typical, uh, Typical West mosquitoes. Coast mosquito. We get them bad down south, though. They Terrible. bite you down there? Yes. City mosquitoes. No. Mm-hmm. The ankle biters, though. And you get tore up big time. Yeah. It's a thing that's new. It's happened the last couple years all over L.A., Mosquitoes. Those are those trash can lid mosquitoes. Something. And yeah. they are not normal mosquitoes. It's always ankle. ankle you know what bites. it is? People leaving their trash can lids upside down next to the sprinklers. I think that's what it is. <laughs> no. <laughs> I think it's a new species. <laughs> oh, yeah? Because they used to never have mosquitoes ever, ever. And now they're just goddamn everywhere. It's ridiculous. Well, right now, <sighs> listeners, we are in Northern California. Is this Northern California? It's, well, you, you know what? The... Borderline Central Coast, really. Yeah. So it's it's Central California, we're yeah. like south of San Francisco on the coast, an undisclosed location. Yeah, not that far from the nearest town is probably Pescadero. Yeah, it's in the general um, the Pescadero area, the wild zone between San Francisco and Santa Cruz. And we're in an area that got burned savagely about two years ago. About two years ago, and uh, yeah, this the area that we're in actually it did it burned not as badly. It's so as much different than when we hiked today, where we hiked. Some it was, of the stuff we that was crazy. Took I have a look seen, at. I've never been in a burn area like that before. Truly scorched. Yeah, fully scorched, up. just completely. Everything's my hands are covered in soot because anytime I touch something, it would be a burnt tree or something. Even if it didn't look burnt. My hands would be, would be black from soot because it's got like all this soot on it. Well, and we had to clamber over a lot right. of down trees mm-hmm. just to. There were portions of roads and portions of trail that we could use, but it was a, a little bit of bushwhacking. Yeah, it was some real bushwhacking, some but, cra- crazy smells. Yeah, just the understory has come back after these fires, like in, in an incredible fashion, in some cases it was just over our heads mm-hmm. of luxurious green growth yeah that that what's it called the cenothus 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 which i guess i know it to be california lilac just it one of the big, yeah, big iconic flowering shrubs oh they're so great because they're the dark that super dark green leaf yeah you know that's one that that's a tree size one right there no way that's a cenothus yeah, it had flowers up until a week ago. Okay. Mine flowers right so much earlier. They flower like in, I don't know. Like yeah, in, I suppose you're just, you're kind of 
Things are February. Yeah. I wonder. I've never really spent a spring no. or or much time at all in LA. But is it so? Your spring, the peak of the spring, would be like February, March. It kind of depends March? on different plants, but stuff starts to turn so early, like almost the new year. You'll see. Yeah. I'll notice stuff like the um, the wisteria. That's my big test because the wisteria drops all of its leaves. Yeah. And then it's the new the new shoots come out are the flowers come out first and then the green comes out after that. Yeah. And so you see all these little you'll see little pricks coming out of the the wooden part of the wisteria and then um the, those are the flowers and that happens usually in somewhere in January. So it's kind of like spring happens in, in the new year. It start this the Yeah. The someone like flips the handle to start the machine up and it starts really slowly and uh right like right now you have all the all the sage like all the the clevelandi sage those those big the ones with the multi-stage purple flowers that are kind of circular like a crown okay those are full purple right now like just massively we have one sage brush that is the size of like a mazda miata it is one sage brush what Maybe maybe that, maybe that Mazda Miata maybe like well yes but it's like, like half of a half of a car sized yeah huge and it just spreads out and it lays down and it gets so wide and that's in full purple right now and what else is big all this um I mean I got some artichokes those are I let them flower I don't harvest them oh yeah I like to let them flower right they so they cool. grow a lot of artichokes around here really oh yeah this yeah. is this is artichoke area right it's a big artichoke area the biggest. Because this is, but Gilroy is the garlic capital, right? Yeah, yep. Also, there was there was a shooting there. Remember that? Uh, I tr- yeah, I try not to. But isn't that crazy? That it's the, weird. This tiny little garlic town had a shooting. Yeah, that was that was, and I I drive through Gilroy quite a bit, and I like Gilroy. I always enjoy the, yeah. you know, it smells like garlic when you drive. Maybe through. I'll go back through there on my way home. Oh, you absolutely should. Because I. The GPS probably won't take me, but I should probably just yeah, say fuck yeah. it. Yeah, no, that's it. It's. It wouldn't be any different. It's probably faster. And I'll become a garlic man. Oh, well, get yourself a braid. Get yourself a fresh. Get <laughs> a braid. Yeah. You know, did I tell you that one time uh, years ago I grew garlic? Like before I even knew how to grow it, I kind of re- had some random success. Yeah. And I had about maybe four or five bulbs, and I braided them myself. I had them hanging in the tree out front, and our landlord asked me where I got that, <laughs> and I said, "Oh, I did that." And I, I, yeah. It was. I think his face. His face made me feel so good because, like, wow, <laughs> you did that. But there was also some guys who were working on the, on the apartment. Or it was like a little townhouse. You've been there, that place that the little yeah. townhouse in Frogtown. Oh yeah. There were a bunch of dudes. You know, a bunch of like, uh, laborer dudes. They're all Hispanic, and one of the guys was. Um, his grandma was like a Indian. You know, like like from South America. Yeah. I think it's Guatemalan, and he saw all the garlic I had in the trees, and he thought that we were like, he thought that we were um, also native people. Oh, yeah, you were because just doing he said that's what his grandma used to do. And yeah. Stuff. Well, it's it is a cool thing. Yeah. I, if I saw a braid of garlic hanging in a tree at, in the front of anyone's house, I would, I'd pre, I'd be warmed up already to, right, to converse with them. I think. It's, it's, I love those, you know, going through Gilroy, they have all those vegetable stands, and they that's one of the 
they actually do all kinds of stuff with garlic that um you know chocolate dipped garlic. all kinds of stuff with garlic <laughs> I, you know, I don't know if unnatural I unnatural things yeah, with what? garlic <laughs> I'm not sure how I feel about chocolate dipped is not a good that's not good I don't want chocolate dipped garlic yeah why me? why I, no I do not want chocolate dipped garlic I love that stuff that's got the purple tint to it though oh yeah I have some I grew a couple of varieties this that well during the pandemic I ordered so much stuff from Seed Savers. I ordered four or five different types of garlic. And they just sent me what they had because they got sold out. Right. I grew some called Red Ichilium or something like that. And that stuff is Seed so Seed Saver pretty. catalog is the, is like the most graphic porn. Well, have you seen the uh, Baker, if, Baker Creek? Oh, that's yeah, that's real, what I'm thinking yeah, about. Yeah, Baker Creek is the true, <laughs> true like space hippie grow porn that oh, ever exists i i can't even look at it after a while it's just like what yeah it's unbelievable that's my dream is to have a huge like a just have a couple acres where i can have um big swaths not have like distinct gardens maybe have one potager kitchen garden that's closed in sure fully fenced off from pests you say potager potager is that f- like herb it's a French style garden. It's where you have, um, I think it just means like a kitchen garden, basically. Yeah, like your oregano and your parsley. You and have all stuff. the stuff, but it's supposed to look really pretty. Sure. It has like four corners, and you have like a uh-huh. apricot tree in the middle, yes. some crap like that. Right. But I have a potager that's fenced off, but the rest of the property just have like swaths and berms where I don't plant artichoke. I just, they keep growing, and I, I harvest maybe half of them but the rest of them you let them go to seed and they just self-seed oh or yeah you have a whole area that's just under a tree like a massive amount of arugula just growing wild that would be like the coolest thing oh yeah absolutely and it you know when i look at those uh seed catalogs there's there's so many varieties i just think immediately like oh i could fail at growing all these <laughs> kinds because <laughs> so many varieties do not work yeah you right. try and this thing does not want to fucking grow yeah. it does not want to grow because it wants to grow where they like why the fuck can i grow burmese okra in yeah. tennessee uh, we just apparently we can't do it yet. and the other thing is there's other stuff that you can't not grow yeah Right. Oh, yeah. There's just, plenty of things like it's that. It's unstoppable. I guess most of the brassicas. Right. If you put them in at the right time. If you put them at the right time, it doesn't matter. Just boom. They're up. That's how all Italian stuff is in Southern California. If you put in any arugula, any like, um, what else? I mean, eggplant. God, the Japanese eggplant. Yeah. You grow that shit, it just, it won't stop. I, once it gets, once it gets established, it just takes off and it's so prolific. I like I like to uh yeah I tr- I try starting way too many things. Mm. That's always the issue is that um I'm like well I'll just sprout two seeds of this thing and then uh you know like a slug eats the the shoot when it comes up and I don't even remember that I put it where it was and yeah later in the season and I'm like well, what happened to that yeah that uh Thai eggplant that was supposed to be over here. It's just, you know, completely devoured by cherry tomato plant that's taken over everything. Those cherry tomato plants are just, you almost just have to grow them. Yeah. Just so something works. Well, Luziki. What's that? That's the Chinese girl that. Oh, this person on YouTube talking yeah, about. Yeah. That's, um, you really got to check it out. It's L I Z I Q. 
some I right. yeah you, uh, Liziki. She has the most beautiful cherry tomato terraced or like trellis plants, and they're just like the perfect clusters. And uh, I mean, she must have like an acre of it. Man, it's well, it's really definitely nice. not her. It's a whole well, team of people. Sure, I mean. A bunch of probably mean, angry men. Yeah, right. (laughs) Who yell about stuff? Just I love to see behind the scenes. Screaming. I do. I love to see behind the scenes. I, I wonder. Um, that's my favorite channel. I think on YouTube though. I'm so much deeper into YouTube than you. I know it. Like I just. Oh, absolutely. I I only. There's so much crap I've watched that's just so specifically weird, that. I don't really watch a whole lot, but Liziki, I. I watched um, a guy flipping tins to look for snakes. Right, which is what we did yesterday. Uh, right, and uh, this girl Luziki, who's a kind of a all all in one gardener, cook, fermenter. I mean, the perfect woman, <laughs> the perfect I mean, wife, <laughs> all in one, the perfect it's, wife. It's scary. No, I mean she's the perfect human. Yeah, I, I feel she's like a I cyborg. Feel completely pathetic. And like I have accomplished nothing. That's the idea. It's propaganda to just, to make you feel like you're shit, and because she has a team of of thirty or forty people yeah. who are just having their backs broken daily <laughs> to make her look like she is just this perfect wife who's never tired. It's you. You should always, watch it. I, I I think you're you're not totally wrong. Yeah. But but I I think it's it doesn't make me feel bad. I should say. I'm pretty sure that all those. Anytime I'm, you see a Chinese video. I don't know. A lot of Chinese videos, because they know how to manipulate the algorithm and stuff. They know what they're doing. Yeah. They're very, they're very smart about it, but they do stuff to make it seem like it's someone doing something on their own. Or they do stuff where it's like the the um, the still image is very boring and basic, and it's like a thing where it seems it's, like it's something it's not. Well, it's, so it's definitely when you see the farm it's you're you're aware that there are more there's there would have to be way more people involved yeah to keep this up and to have the things yeah. look the way that they are unless she's like a coke head or something <laughs> yeah <laughs> right that's just uh, and uh, they you know they drink some alcohol every now and then mm-hmm. and a little, it's, palm, little bit of palm wine it's, or most, what is it? it's like four it's months fermented wine. she hiked up the hill and like <laughs> cut some some cane sugar that had been growing feral, like somewhere. Oh man! And then you know, that sounds good. Mashes it down with this mortar and pestle. I mean, I'm making this up, but it's every everything that's presented on there is like the best, the most rustic. version you've ever seen. Yes, the most rustic. Yes, yet fancy. There's a guy I watch on TikTok called Mr. P- What's that? Or just the wind in the trees? Quick little breeze there, huh? How cool would it be if right now there was just a big old Widowmaker that we got to fall, <laughs> watch fall and land like 10 feet from us and just blast us with dust? Yeah. Could happen. Yeah. yeah. Have you ever seen a tree fall? I, have, I haven't I have seen any, but I've heard probably five or six this year. Really? For this year? Yeah. You Where know, were you, you? You can hear. It's pretty quiet out here, so sometimes you can just be sitting around and you'll hear one distantly. Was that tree disappointed? Because it was like, if a tree falls in the forest and no one hears it, did it fall? And the fact that you heard it meant that it did indeed fall. Right. I kind of broke. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure there was some regret there. 
We should talk about snakes a little bit. Yeah. So we we got to see. I got to see a bunch of snakes yesterday. That was the most I've ever seen. Yeah. The San Francisco garter, a bunch of racers, a bunch of gopher snake. Gopher snake. Um, yeah. We had today. We had a coast garter and a aquatic. But the SFG, that's the big one. Well, that's what I that's the special study, one. and that's the the endangered snake. So how endangered are they? I guess very endangered. Very. Uh, well, it, okay, the term endangered is a blanket term, right? Let's just say they're they have a very limited range, mm-hmm. and uh, that's is that because the of issue. habitat loss, or because that's how they were nor- naturally. Uh, yeah, habitat loss within their historic range. Okay. So historic range might have included the entire city of San Francisco. So, oh right, and that's gone. And and yeah, so a lot of the habitat on the San Francisco Peninsula just is no longer there. Right. That said, they can be locally abundant and stable in protected areas. So uh, you know, a lot. Of, there's a lot of. We oftentimes say they're listed species. Okay. They're on there. They're on the endangered species list. Mm-hmm. But I think I don't know. Sometimes when you're like they're endangered. Right. Well, I guess so. It's like climate change. You know. I mean. Yeah. They're they're they're. Depends on what time scale you're talking about. They're not endangered next year, but they're maybe endangered in the next 500 years. Oh really? Okay. You know what I that's mean? That's interesting. And that's part of the designation. When things are listed, they're not just, I mean, they're they are considering long-term wow, trends. I didn't know that. If the long-term trend is that all, all the ponds are going to dry up in this region. Then it's, they're con- it's concerned. Yeah. And Concerning. so there's, they have other designations that are a little less intense. They can be threatened or a species of special concern. I've seen it on Wikipedia. I see the uh, they have the little bracket, yeah. and it's like the thing they show uh-huh. rattlesnakes, least concern. Least concern, yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot. Possum, least concern. I yeah, I'm not worried. Yeah, not worried about possums. But it's it's like a seven tier thing, right? Yeah, that it's pretty broad. Yeah, and I don't even know the that system. Oh, that's inter- something kind of made up, or is no, that like a thing? I mean, that? that's something that maybe is like a world standard, right? I know what you're talking about, the Wikipedia. Yeah. That's where I look up my animals. <laughs> well, why not? Uh-huh. Peer-reviewed. So that snake is generally considered to be the most beautiful snake in the world. Yeah, I, well... I would say it is. That's... There's there's a tie. I mean, there's like 50 ties for number one. What would you say beautiful. for you ties with the SFG, San Francisco Garter Snake? I won't even try to make a list. There's just... <laughs> I went to a zoo yeah. recently, and I saw 10 other snakes that were incredibly mind-blowing. Those green tree snakes look pretty cool. Yeah. They were like... They're so green. You know, this. there it's was like one snake that looked like, um, you know, like the ones and zeros, like uh, right? Matrix. Yeah. Like kind of black and green Ooh. speckles. That's pretty hot. Yeah, it was like... You know, I, I there's the mountain king snake that... I've seen a few. Oh, of that's now. the banded one with the really yellow cool and black snake. and red, or red and red and white and white and black. No. Yeah, white, black, and red. So cool looking. It's just like there's there's so many different types of. Mm-hmm. As far as garter snakes go, 
it is pretty cool. But the, even so in garter snakes, blue. there are some spectacular uh, varieties of other types. Yeah. It's good, though. It's a very pretty snake. Yeah, yeah. It's a very Pe- beautiful people snake. People do. People like to see it. it. A lot of people that don't like snakes uh, see them or see pictures of them and generally have a positive reaction. Yeah. So that's always good. Snakes are so strange because people hate them so much. I think we're I think we're making strides overall. Yeah. Um, of course, I deal largely with people who are already into snakes or at least accustomed to them or interested in. They're them. A, what's it called? Uh, at risk, <laughs> at risk for liking snakes. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> predisposed. Yeah, predisposed to uh, snake uh, interest. But I have also had the fortune of helping a lot of people who are very scared of snakes mm-hmm. touch, hold, even, you know. First snake? Yeah. Is that a crow? It's a raven. It's a raven. The raven. What's the difference again? It's a, it's it's Corvus Calid versus Corvus Corvus Corvus? Yeah. That's you're, a crow. No, it's a raven. How we do don't you know? have crows out here. Oh. You know, ravens are like the smartest. The smartest Look animal that exists? Casing us out right now. Let's check. It's like you got some stuff, guys? It's just getting a quick view of what our inventory. It's like doing like a, like a police helicopter thing where it's making yeah. a circle over us. And God. it's going to go, you know, drop. Oh, look at that. There's another up there kind of just hanging oh, I see tight. It, yeah. It's pretty high up there. And it looks like they determined there's nothing good. Remember that guy who walked up to the camp that one time years ago? He was so concerned about them oh, because yeah. they had the, um, yeah. like, they they know picnic tables mean possible food. So they recognize them. Because what's the bird that's endangered around here? The, some sort of cormorant or something? Uh, the marbled, marbled murelet. Marbled murelet. And they nest in the top of these redwoods, right? They're uh Largely, they live out on the open ocean. Right, those weird birds, they're like a boat. That's a bird. Yeah, they're kind of a little... And I think they're sort of like distantly related to a penguin or... Really? I, I don't know birds. Like, I'm... I don't, you I'm know birds, okay. Not, I mean, uh, you're not basics, a birder. but yeah, I'm not really a... It could be laughable. I, but they're, the, they're, a, they're an ocean bird. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until the 80s or so that people figured out that they rest they nest in these old growth redwoods or well, there's Douglas a bunch from around us right now and they just like lay an egg right on the branch it has to be a pretty wide branch okay up high um so it, it and they're they're you know they're pretty rare this is one of the places that they come and they frequent around here are for they some reason. endangered or they i have think they are listed yeah, I, well, I know they are listed in some capacity. I'm mm-hmm. not sure exactly what. And the crows threaten them? Well, the the thought was that if ravens get attracted to the area, they'll discover the eggs that are yeah. not being defended, really, and just devour them. We had a bird nest get get uh, taken off our porch, and we can't tell if it was a cat or uh, another bird that got it. Oh. So it definitely ate the babies. They were like little hatchlings, very, very small you got a lot of feral cats running around? Not feral, but, you know, house cats that don't have a bell. Sure, sure. And they got, it no got bell. got. They got got, man. It sucks. Yeah. 
You, so we got a birdhouse now to, uh, to protect them. You, you got attached to them a little bit. You were seeing them grow up. Yeah, because it's right outside of our back door. Sure. It was so sure. cool to see. Right. And just the next thing you know, they're, they're just gone. I walk out in the morning. Yeah. We check on them every day. Be very careful to not disturb too much. Right. And I walked outside. I saw the nest on the ground in two pieces, and I saw no evidence whatsoever of the uh. hatchlings. So I thought, oh man, something something got these. I was very sad. I was like extremely saddened by it because it was. Well, right. Yeah. I, I mean, those are the kind of things that uh, once you start watching something, especially mm -hmm. with potential, like, like you a nest of birds, you become attached to it and you take so much interest in it uh -huh. that you don't want it to something to happen to it. Yeah, to see it just fail. You know, yeah, it's right. so hard though to divorce yourself from that because it's just. It's what happens all the time. Like these these animals make babies, and they know they're gonna lose a lot of them. It's I just, yeah. It's what happens? It, I, I don't. You know, nesting success is definitely varies, but I yeah. Think, yeah. In in a lot of cases, they're they're willing to just kind of do it over again. Like, oh well, oh, that they, nest didn't work out. They already I are think. starting again. Yeah. The hardest part was seeing them come back to the nest over and over again like oh, the following geez. days. Oof. Oh, you're breaking my heart right now. That here. was rough. Yeah. It really was tough. Right. It's so crazy how much you can tell yourself all the, all you want about how you understand the savageness of nature, but when it come when it when it starts to infiltrate your like domestic life, it totally changes. Yeah. It's just so incredibly savage. It's it's outstanding how how uh, Truly terrible, <laughs> absolutely. I mean, it's the most divine and the most. Yeah. Like yeah. There's no, there's no concern. There's no Primally caring about anything whatsoever. Just devastating. Mm -hmm. We were talking about if you know, like how it'd be really cool to get killed by a mountain lion. Right. Ugh. And just to think of like, the moment is so short. Yeah. The mountain lion instantly. wants to kill you. It will do so quickly you know i uh, i mean it kind of depends but like odds are odds are unless you have unless you're super lucky and have some sort of huge weapon with you yeah. that you manage to land the most perfect strike let's just say the down. mountain lion in this case is like you know lying in wait above you and just oh yeah you, you're not you don't see it coming at all it's gonna jump it's down just on blind you. you're blindsided by it i think those fangs are going into your neck or in before your skull you even, even have time to react yeah and then you might flap around a little bit but wow well, i always think of those oh, we got some chill wind moving on us should have come prepared with a bit of wool mm, yeah <laughs> wrap yourself in <laughs> your wools i always think about the stories people tell like um you know I, if i hadn't have been if i hadn't had that bucket uh, I would be dead because yeah. I always carried a bucket. This is the one well, time I didn't carry the bucket. Or normally, normally I wouldn't carry the bucket, but this one time, well, one in one thousand, I decided to carry the bucket because I thought, oh, I don't want to leave it down there. And that's what saved that me. Bucket up, so. and it, it landed on my head, so the mountain lion couldn't sure. attack my head, and it got scared and ran off. I just banged the bucket a couple times, and <laughs> well, it didn't know what to make of that. I was thinking, like, um, you know, because I'm right-handed. I was walking there at night with the shovel, and I thought, maybe I'll carry it in my left hand. So the story goes, you know what? I'm right-handed. I had always, I don't know why, but uh -huh. for some reason I carried it in my left hand. <laughs> but I was telling myself the story at the time. Uh, yeah, yeah. Which, 
it's never the case the person whose life gets saved that they're telling the story of their life being <laughs> saved as it's saving their life. So it's me being this thing where maybe I should maybe I should to tempt fate or or to yeah. trick to trick God in the form of a mountain lion. I'll carry the shovel in my left hand because uh-huh. when I swing around, it'll be in a different spot that'll just happen to hit its. Yeah, neck. you're kind of <laughs> inversing the. Uh, yeah, I'm calling you... it out ahead of time. Uh-huh. I have all kinds of weird, like, unlikely fantasies like that, Mm -hmm. I guess, if you want to call it that, where I'm, like, I'm hopping over this log, and and I'm just visualizing the whole scenario of how I would get, like, where it's going to come from. Oh, the catamount? Yeah. The puma? Yeah, the puma. The puma drop. uh, The mountain lion? The cougar? The coog. The pantera? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think about it too. How it would like what you do, like slow motion. You you fall down, you bring up the stick, and it just happens to impale itself on or some oh, crap yeah, like you, that. You have a limited time to try to get a hold of some kind of sharp stick. You have to do it almost immediately. And you have to be very lucky. You yeah, and I should also you know the thing is, and I like I said before, I'm generally against like even talking about mountain lion attacks because it's just like it's another astronomically thing. small yeah it's just the same shit as like bear attacks and yeah whatever. even smaller than bear right well yeah or is it maybe less is it more or less i don't know i would say uh you know not really knowing the specifics but there are a few places where mountain lion attacks i mean it's kind of like a shark attack Okay, so it's sort of if you're in the right place at the wrong time, you're, you're more likely to get hit by a shark. If but you go surfing in the sharkiest spot on the California coast, you're probably eventually going to see one. Yeah. And maybe get bumped. Maybe get bumped or at least like a little uh-huh. test bite. And if you go running in, I don't know, some chaparral place early in the morning, maybe down around your area. Really? L.A. Hills or San Diego no Hills. No way, really? I think there's a lot of them down there. Damn. I think well, a little a further out of town. Too. A little further out of town. Oh, yeah, yeah. Further out of yeah. town, for sure. Just kind of the hills. Early morning, you're going to look like some pre- some prey, huh? If you kind of... You're out on some not-so-often-traveled little fire road or right. something. You're fishing, you know? You're fishing for a really rare fish. How many so times So if you throw happen? the lure out long, you know... Enough times it's going to strike. Enough times and you are... You know, kind of in the right environment. The thing about mountain lions is people don't tend to survive those, but they tend to survive shark attacks pretty regularly. Yeah, yeah. I had, I know somebody got hit by a shark uh, within the year around here. A surfer? Yeah. Was it a great white? Yeah, a lot of great whites. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, that's where they are. They're over here, right? There's a lot of great whites around here. God damn. I would love to see one. Yeah, we can... Ugh. I know a spot I've been I've heard about a anyway. white spot a white watching from the shore like a cliff God. top observation zone but that's what they do in Australia right they have people up on with telescopes they look up they can see them from up high the outline and they have like a warning system yeah oh really like at I a think beach. they do yeah and some of the popular beaches they have lookouts or they have a helicopter I think just all kinds of methods to look for the sharks and if they see them they Close the beach. It's just like it's just like helicopter circling the beach all mm-hmm. day. Just looking for sharks. Seeing a big ass fucking shark just. Sw- oh. 
I saw one one time snorkeling in the Bahamas. I didn't stutter just now. I was about to say scuba diving, and I realized it was snorkeling. <laughs> I was snorkeling. Well, well I, okay, I was swimming. Right? I was snorkeling in the yeah. Bahamas, and I saw one just for a, a glimpse. It wasn't a. It was a. You know, probably a hammerhead? reef shark, or it wasn't Mako. a hammerhead. It probably was some like a reef shark or a yeah. blue shark, like a blue tip. What are they called? Not very big, but big. It was probably six feet long, like sure. tip, tip to tail. It's not that big of a shark, really. Yeah, yeah, but you know, maybe five feet long. I saw it and I swam. My first instinct was to swim toward it to get a better look. And by the time I got near where it was, it was gone. But I wanted to see it. It was so exciting to see that shark. I I've never seen one underwater. God, I, I saw one kayaking. I think I didn't even really get a good look at it, but I uh, I would love to do one of these clifftop spots because That'd be it, fun. as it was described to me, there's a it's the perfect situation where there's deep water immediately off the cliff. Okay, so they love it. Well, it's deep enough that you can like there's not a bunch of cho- wave chop mm-hmm. right there, and uh, the sharks tend to be at the top of the water column, so you can just kind of see really? the silhouette from the top wow. there it's just uh, i think it's another spot that's like just a hot spot for them they gather in this one spot or they're they're known to be there so you might have to spend a couple hours that'd be so cool up there but i'm i'm willing to do that so i'm seeing a bear really i haven't really? looked at a bear i haven't looked in the bear's eyes okay we could definitely make that happen yeah yeah that's what i've heard i mean i get the feeling that a bear would be pretty exciting to to get a good look at it is it's really it's cool to look them in the eye it's it's exciting to encounter them and not be afraid because they're humans right not try to scare them yeah which a lot of i mean a lot of humans would their instinct would be to like bang on something to try to scare the bear away but a lot of instances, I encounter them in big meadows, not unlike like this, this, where you would see one kind of rooting around the edge. over on the edge. Yeah. And if you don't, if you keep a pretty low profile, it's like you can coexist. Wow. Most of these high alpine bears are just rooting around for, like, tubers, you know. I so. want to go up to Utah and follow someone who's tranking them to uh, tag them. Yeah. Just to be close to a well, you can do that here bear. in California. They got God, they damn. do a lot of that. You ever done? You ever had a chance to do that? I have. I've. I've. Uh, I haven't shot. I was with. This was in Minnesota. Was a trank person. We. Uh, so we put out. Have you ever seen a bear trap? A bear trap, like a the kind that kills the bear, the kind that no, catches the bear. Catches it. Yeah, there's ones up in Yosemite. They have a bunch of bacon grease in, right, to catch the ones at the campgrounds. That's right. That's Bacon a bear trap, grease. right? Yeah, it's just like a big culvert. Yeah, it's like that a big a trap steel door. tube. Yes. Mm-hmm. So bacon grease is hanging in a bucket in the back. The bear walks into the tube, grabs the bacon grease, and the trap Shit. door shuts. Yeah. We did one of those in Minnesota, and, and we got one, and they tranquilized it. With ketamine, right? <laughs> I hope so. I think that's what they use, is ketamine. Yeah. That's what, Something. I know that's what the... What my friend Wes uses. Yeah. I think it's common, I guess. Sure, sure. I suppose it's... Uh, it works. It works. And and this in this case, we did a bunch of measurements, and the thing that really sticks out that I remember 
is uh, I got to spread the gums open Ooh. and measure one of the molars or God, one of the teeth. That would be so cool. It was pretty, yeah. How did it smell? Well, that was the weird thing is that, that the bear had kind of like realized what was wrong and just had a fit inside of that trap and uh-huh. got covered got in bacon grease. Oh, I was saying got hurt itself. That's pretty funny. It's covered in bacon. Yeah. So it smelled like bacon. Oh, it was just like all matted. The fur was all matted <laughs> down, and it was just like completely covered in yeah. bacon grease. So I I was like, well, maybe there's a better way. But I guess we had that thing out for two weeks before a bear went in it. So This is in Minnesota. Yeah. It was a black bear. Yeah. But I guess bacon grease does the trick. You mm-hmm. know? They, they will show up eventually. It smells really good. Mm-hmm. It's getting cold out here. Yeah, it's dropped. It's, it's dropped, dropped five degrees. Easy. It's chilly. Got any tracks on there? We got. We got. We got. Jeez. We can play. Yeah, check this out. This is the relax tape. Let's hope it doesn't squeak. Let's hope it squeak. What's up with that? Maybe you got to grease down those. Um, I do. Spinners. I need to pop some grease on there. That Sony Sony Sports. If it was in good shape, man, I'd probably go for thousands. Put that on eBay, huh? Yeah. I have um, I have one of the sports sports uh, Walkman? Walkmans. Those are coveted now. Super I have, coveted. I would think so. All the hipsters want them. For yeah, the sports series. I, I remember it at the time too, being really pretty cool. You know, Sony makes a great product. <laughs> well, look at this. I, there's numerous times I've walked around around yeah. the forest here and just carried this with me. What is this? This is that it. one song. This is the uh, this is the mo- very famous composition. French guy. Is this it is really? Eric, Sat- Eric Satie. Uh, is this Satie? I think it's Satie. Yeah, that's my instinct is to say it's Satie. Well, interesting. I'm, this is um, a tape called "Relaxation" by Beverly. Jimigniani, founder of Dance and Grannies. Well, she didn't write this song. Oh my God, Beverly Jimigniani, founder of Dance and Grannies, is Idea Foundation certified. This lady, wow, that's a good photo. Dang, that's cool. Where did you find that one? That's a recent find. I got somewhere around here. After a brisk walk or workout, you need a soothing cool down. It's great if you feel tension or stress. Hmm. Classical piano selections by Rand Allen. Rand Paul. <laughs> Rand Paul. I'm really into uh, classical relaxation. Well, I got my start with Beverly. Mm-hmm. Beverly Jimmy. You know she's going to correct you on that name pronunciation. Yeah. I hope. I hope you get an email. Hi, oh, she's Beverly. still out there kicking it. Uh, thank, thanks for the mention. How old is this? Let's see. This is um, 91. She's probably no longer. I bet she's, if she's still alive, she's not thinking that much. She could still be around. She could, yeah. she could, but probably yeah. not. But what about all the wellness that she's been involved in for over okay, the years? Okay, she's a granny in 91, so that's 30 years, over 30 years ago. So let's true, just say she's true. 65 there. That makes her, what, 95? Okay. And that's old. That's old, but... Nobody's doing shit in their 95. 
Don't think okay, so. the other side. We'll just let's. We should check out just a second of this because she has uh, instructions on it. <laughs> Lips. Is that what she said? Static. Get to know your special body. That's the name of this episode. Good advice. Get to know your special body. Get to know your special body. What else you got in those ta tape selection over there? <laughs> tape DJ? Yeah, <laughs> hold on. Cassette Remix. DJ. Remix. Okay, I've got uh, the Brendan Voyage. The Brendan Voyage? <laughs> Is that a name? No, that's Brendan? too much. Uh, what do you mean it's too much? Like what? Let's try G uh, Garden of Serenity. But what is the Brendan Voyage? I think it's kind of like an irish <laughs> okay uh, definitely Celtic no no irish thing. please yeah this is out of topanga this almost sounds exactly the same garden of serenity that squeak is horrid yeah, that squeak though squeak is really adding something new to it it's yeah. a whole new whole new feel with the yeah, squeak it's anti relaxation yeah like something that should be very peaceful but it just has a fucking annoying squeak that it makes it sound away. like it's on like a military radio <laughs> yeah. that we're picking up like this is those uh conat number project you know about that <laughs> no oh my god it's the cool it's something i learned in college it's one of those things where when you first get into experimental music the conat number project is the thing like the holy uh -huh. grail you got to have these cds it's basically spot cold war spy transmissions they would send out oh my they play certain songs and they have it be like six 21, 19, 4, 11. It was to send out to spies in the field. Oh, so it's embedded in kind of hidden. The code. In. Or there'd be a song that would play and it would sound all creepy like. Yeah. That's, that's avant-garde shit. Very avant-garde, very cool. But at the same time, it's also just stuff you'd want to fall asleep to, basically. Yeah. But it's so creepy sounding. God, it's getting chill here, man. <laughs> I'm gonna have to get. I'm gonna have to, I have to stop down. Should we stop down and reposition? Yeah, I think it okay, seems we're like down. we're gonna need to layer up here. Yeah, we're gonna layer up, stop down, reposition, and resume near the fire. Oh, that's a good call. Take okay, care. Okay, we'll be back. So where were we? Um, where do you think it's going to happen? Yeah, well, what do I think is going to happen? What's happen? going to happen with everything? So. What are some of your predictions? It's probably going to dip. 
Okay. It'll be a little rip, right? There's going to be a spike? The, possibly kind of a spike. There's going to be a gonna spike. Dip, dip, and then. That's, that's when you what, buy? That's Yeah, you need to buy. You need to get ready to buy, but not yet. Buy the dip. <laughs> but not this one. Not this dip. Yeah. Not this dip, but a dip. Now, this could be a long dip. I think there's people who's taken advantage of others by giving bad investment advice. <laughs> no. <laughs> but, but you think like they've managed to manipulate the market enough to gain? Yeah, I think that's uh, that could be a lot of what's going on now. Poisoning the well. Yeah, just just trying to uh, milk. Right. You know, by pattern pattern recognition to condition uh, your average, you know. You're, you're, what's it called? Internet um, investor, retail. Consumer investor? Retail investor. Retail investor, that's it. To, retail uh, investor. You know, see every every dip as the, as the great one. opportunity. Oh, God. Yeah. I don't like thinking know, about in, it. In a larger sense, well, you asked what was going to happen, right? What is going to happen is that I think we're going to see, like, a lot of a lot of a lot of retreat to natural areas, you know, in the next decade. Retreat to natural? You mean areas that are sort of undeveloped? Yeah, that have arable land. You yeah. Know, like potential to to kind of live off the your, land. Your own existence. You know? There's so many people though. There's not enough places like that well, to support them. Well, certainly there isn't, but those places that exist, mm -hmm. the people who have the means to, will do it. Will will gravitate there and yeah it'll be an dogecoin yeah i had i had so much i could have made 500 bucks <laughs> i could have made something maybe even 700 i could have made it i remember the moment I remember the moment where i was like wow this yeah. is just going to keep going up it was a saturday night i was at disneyland if you ever if yeah if oh. you ever have that moment again that's the when you you sell that's when you sell god what a fucking f what a mer what a just a bunch I, of shit. I love, uh, you know, I'm not too involved in in uh, any of that stuff, <sighs> but it it's I have a weird satisfaction watching it kind of crumble. I don't know why. A lot of people do. It's not. Crum I, I don't think it's crumbling um, though. I don't think crypto is crumbling. Everyone wants it to, but it's not crumbling. I think, I, I think there's some underlying technology that's interesting that it will maybe take yeah. a decade to, to become what everybody might have thought it was going to become this year but or whatever you know i the new money yeah it it, it might have just uh, somebody some interesting thing compared it to the dot com boom you know where yeah we had we i had saw a that big too crash right and some survived some survived and eventually flourished but those are businesses though cuz coins are just it's nothing there's nothing there uh, yeah, right. as far as the minimal research that I did, there were some that had interesting things t about them. Really? Like they, what? Uh, one of them was like, uh, and I, I can barely remember, but it had something to do with geolocation. Really? Like you got a, you got a reward if you verified a <laughs> geolocation spot using, it was very, you know, it was fairly advanced, but it was... It was decentralized verification of truth. 
and you got a reward of sorts. Wow, okay, I get that. In this token. Uh, there was another one that was like uh, you could – it was based on – or maybe not based on, but they did some sort of carbon sequestration where wow. if you they saved a certain amount of rainforest, and it was like carbon sink. You know, the if you invested in this token, you were essentially investing in – the idea of saving the rainforest, right? This is all altruism-based, though. Yeah, yeah. All, most, all the coins I know about are just Polkadot, Doge, uh-huh. Ethereum, Litecoin, Bitcoin. Yeah, and then I don't even... I don't know what any of those do. I don't think... But they just they don't do anything, right? They just... It's a thing. Yeah. I'd, and even some of these, like, tech companies, people are kind of realizing, perhaps, that they don't really know what they do and that was yeah. very hyped up to be some kind of incredible uh, futuristic jump in right. uh, maybe that's just not quite where we're at yet maybe we are i'm not um better come back it better come back before <laughs> yeah, i die come back. just let me make my money back was that there it's was not that much money it's not that like much money i want to make back it's like not that much at all yeah yeah, you'll be all right. I think you'll my, be okay. My brother has a Bitcoin. He got it okay. forever ago, like seven years ago. Okay, nice. Like for pizza price or whatever? Something like, something yeah. for nothing. For just very little. Mm-hmm. I, I, played, I played a little bit. You know, I might have made a buck or two. But yeah. I, I recognized it was like some point around December, Christmas time or so, right. I was like, I don't think this is going to – I think I should get out now. You sold all of your crypto? Which wasn't all that mm-hmm. much. I, I had this gut feeling, though. Like Damn. it was. I started to read more. The more research I did, the more I realized that it, it was just like not something I was going to be interested in talking about with anyone. <laughs> That's for sure. You know I mean? like, That's the big thing and, about it. And when I heard other people explain – or attempt to explain to me what they thought it meant. Yeah. I, I was laughable. I was like, okay, you're, this, this Kool-Aid's been laced. For sure. Yeah, this I don't. This has been decentralized Kool-Aid. But I, I like the idea. I mean, I, I'm a big, like, futuristic. I like future. Oh, I, hey. I have a visitor. Elliot's back. I thought the, he might show up. The investment stuff is so hard to decide because it's like, if you had bought and if you had sold, those are the things you tell yourself all the time. If only, well, if only, if only. Why wouldn't like a solar panel company be the best performing stock? Yeah. You would think at this point in our existence, like solar panels are just a guaranteed win, right? Right. We should be building more of them. Everyone needs them. We all want them. Yet, I bought a solar company. I saw the down. analogy of uh, of uh, car companies. When the cars were invented, there were hundreds of car companies. Yeah. But there's only like 10 now. Maybe 20. Sure. And how a lot of them didn't make it through. Yeah. Speaking of cars, hell, it's just arrived. Hey. You don't have to be quiet. You don't have to be quiet. No, yeah. 
Yeah, we got a podcast. It's all about, it's all about ambiance. Everything's ambiance. This is just a natural ambiance. We got frogs, we got smoke, we got music, got uh, wine, all kinds of stuff. Yeah, I did see that attempt to be quiet. That was pretty cool. I started to drink wine, so I'm <laughs> getting buzzed. It happens fast. <laughs> but you've already had so many beers today. I know. You drank like four beers when we were hiking. Of course. And so many beers. It's thirsty. I can't do that. I would be on my face right now if I had that many beers already yeah, at this point. Well, look. Yep. Welcome. Hey. I'm talking it's about going investing. Good. Mm-hmm. You want to sit next to sit next to Patrick there? Yeah, yeah hey, sit there. join us. There's some rigatoni left. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah <I'm> <laughs> There's not that much though. It's hey, right there. It's gonna be a little disappointing, but you should just smash. It's like that a dessert right now. amount of rigatoni. See that? It's like a, it's like an amuse bouche of rigatoni. I got my cold can of clam chowder. Well, we, we do shouldn't have, have eaten so much. We both we both went pretty hard, and the we rigatoni. got a fire going. You could heat it up. Yeah, you could have it for real, not just a, not a cold clam chowder. He he drinks cans of cold, like just room temperature clam chowder progresso soup. That is uh, hardcore. In in the car, just like on road trips. That's some post-apocalyptic shit right there. Just to <laughs> <laughs> I mean, twice is a lot. Okay, twice okay. is a lot and not in emergencies. <laughs> take a lot and multiply it times yeah. 10 or it's really not a bad plan, though, just in a practical sense. You guys have so much snake handling between you. Do you yeah. guys talk about snakes a lot? Uh, <laughs> you talk about snakes? Tell us thanks a lot, don't you? Like all day, every day. Wow. It's it comes up. But what is there to say about snakes at some point that you haven't said? You know what I mean? Uh, there's not. Look, there's a lot of territory that yeah. gets uh, covered time and again. New, you see something new every day. Yeah. I'd say. Mm-hmm. There is. We'll say that again. Well, you see something new every day. But today, that's that's the truth. Today I saw something that we saw yesterday, which, which is was what? a dragon in queue. Although this time it was one we had never got before. Ooh. And it was about as banging as any snake I've ever seen. Okay, let me interpret. Q Dude. is the name of the is the is the letter name assigned to a certain trap, a snake trap, which is not only really a trap, so you got pictures? Like a little, yes. Yeah. And you found it and you say it's a huge you uh, say now were the people with you too? They were not with okay. me at this point. Okay. Well we'll we won't But so that. by dragon you mean this is a big ass snake. This is a, this is a large, a large female snake. A large female. So, and Q means she's pregnant. No, Q's Q's oh, the Q's name. Oh, Q's the box. Okay, yeah. I, I literally just Location. said that, but I kept hearing. <laughs> wow, I totally explained what I already just asked. Yeah. Yeah, but she had 14 embryos. I broke wow. out the ultrasound. I took my boot off and I held her tail between my Whoa. toes so that I could ultrasound. You used solo. your foot. Yeah. Oh my god. I love and to see that a foot on a bear snake. Her babies wow. were more developed than any other ones we've ever seen. You could see the individual spinal cords wow. of each embryo. That's uh, that's insane. Something new. Wow, Never that's seen really that cool. Before. A yeah. big ass pregnant snake. And this is an area we, I don't know if we got one all year until yesterday there. 
I got, got all the that video of that of the. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that was cool. So, wow, twice in a row. Man, how big was it? The snake. It was. It was a similar size to the one that we got there yesterday. Okay. Um, yeah, but it was, it was brighter. Um, it was. It was nice and blue, but it also, you know how some of them have a really white tint to the stripes? Yeah, yeah, that, ooh, crispy. Does that mean anything? Is that indicative of anything with the snake, if well, it has the colors? They, depending on how recently they've shed mm-hmm. oh, okay. is a big thing. So right. if Recent shed means brighter. If they've just shed, it's just like vibrant as possible and, and almost like iridescent neon. How often do they shed? Uh, every it kind of depends. At certain times of year, they'll they'll shed more, but really? probably probably every two to three months. Um, That's pretty frequent. Yeah, and and at certain times they'll like at the beginning of the season they'll shed, and then mm-hmm. oftentimes they'll shed um, if they're getting ready to give birth or something. Which this one probably had shed this morning. It was wow. Oh. Ooh. Of course, so the day, slick. yeah, the day that I'm not there. So you got photos, though. I did get photos. Anything else? Anything else uh, exciting today? Let's see. We got a ringneck snake. This is herp chat. We triple flipped a boa, a rubber gopher boa? snake, and a coast under that tiny, flimsy plywood board third pond um is that a boa is a rubber boa rubber boa yes my favorite Um, snake you mean okay the little plywood that's up like on the on the north end next to the coyote brush up in there yes that's never had anything under it 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 had a it had a boa earlier (laughs) in the year kind of not the north no sorry sorry not the north end um oh yeah 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 i'm sorry the south i yeah okay that one had Right, but still. Three snakes, all of which were large. Large gopher snake, huge Ooh. coast. What's I, a coast? Coast garter snake. Oh, coast garter. Okay, we saw so, some of those. Yeah, we got, uh, on our hike, we got two coasts and an atreides today. Hell yeah. Yeah. And we did also bathe in a waterfall. Yeah. That was oh, pretty cool. Man. The waterfall was bathable. Oh, it was, a pool. It was highly bathable. It, very yeah, nice. bathable, not swimmable. You're not swimmable. It was very but, much. You sta- uh, it was a shower. It was a shower. It's kind of a shame because you definitely needed to go see this place. It's, it's cool. It is. Uh, I was uh, exhausted, and right when we walked up there, I was instantly de-exhausted from excitement seeing the waterfall. Just a perfect little spot to chill. God, it was incredible. Really nice. Really incredible. I recommend it. Yeah, well, it's it's a legal zone. Well, yeah, it's it's closed. You you shouldn't be going out there. Mm-hmm. Shouldn't you can't you, you can't, can't go out there. You can't go there. We didn't go out there. <laughs> yeah, we didn't go there. We, we went out there uh, under special. We were uh, we got like, we got lost. Two, two or three years ago, when you guys went out. Yeah, we got yeah, lost. Yeah. We got lost. Before, and then we I ended know, up there. I know how to get there. I, yeah. I, had, you know. It was very nice. It was. A, Pretty incredible. The crazy thing was how all the smells leading up to there, those little yellow flowers have that weird kind of um, like gardenia meets jasmine smell. Yeah. 
I don't. That's so strong. And that's just a weed of some sort. I something, don't think yeah. that's something that's typical of this area. But it all. just reeked. The whole like yeah. the whole first half of the hike was smelled it's, like um, that. That flower. Well, yeah. Compared to here, the understory there is just brand a new. wild, incredibly lush, almost mm-hmm. like head high ocean of you know brand new growth. Madness. It is, is pretty this wild. Area that it did burn. Oh, it burned hard. Yeah, right? so this is it burned much more than here. Much mm-hmm. more intensely, I should say. Yeah. It did. Snakes, plants, snakes, water, snacks. Um drinking the water, we drank the water. You could uh well, I I just like I even hesitate to bring this up, but when you walked into the waterfall, <laughs> you were surrounded by a rainbow, like a full circle a rainbow. Full circle. Just the the nature of the way that the water was falling mm-hmm. was like a shower, so it was all diffused, and it made for you know. Have you ever seen a sun dog? I was or sun devil, right? You ever seen a sun dog? Yeah, that's a that's a northern thing though. I isn't it? I always thought it was kind of like a desert thing or what's the thing that happens in the minnesota when it's super cold and you have the crystals in the air oh you yeah. see the column the column yeah, of rainbow yeah. I, I don't know what the i forget what they I thought call it was called it. a sun devil sun devil yeah sun but dog is not. just like a big circle around the sun okay sun dog right i've seen those yeah this yeah. was like that having a personal sun dog it was a personal it was sun pretty dog. great well, I've, I've never seen a sun dog or oh. a sun devil so i don't know I don't know what we're talking I did about. also feel like I was drowning. It was called God's Shower. Yeah, it was truly, it was it was <laughs> very psychedelic and very uh, invigorating in a way that I haven't experienced in a long time. I don't know that it was even possible that to happen. I'm pretty sure it's a con- condition where you think you're drowning and it's also so cold, so it has like these multiple effects on your body that makes your brain just light up with endorphins. Like so much endorphins, my God. Yeah, like you're, I guess like you, you know, you're in danger, mm-hmm. or at least your body is uh, indicating yeah. that you might be in danger, but clearly you're not. Right. It's actually. God, it's, it's so crazy. Just spot. thinking about it right now, it makes yeah. me feel kind of like, <laughs> like I'm breathing, like because ah, you can't, you, your body thinks it can't breathe because it's being surrounded by water, so it seems there's this weird thing is happening. It's so strange. There were just tons of newts crawling around. <laughs> like really right slow? In the falls. Yeah, just, just like, I'm going to. They're moving so slow. Now that you told me that they're super poisonous, it makes sense that they move slow. Yeah. No reason to. They don't need to run. Well, also, anything. they're probably just, they're poisoned, right? Well, like you mean a, like they're high on their own poison? Kind or? of. Like they're probably encumbered by their own poison. Like I they're don't just, know. The garter, snakes, the garter snakes kind of get high when they eat them. They like Ooh, get really? they somewhat get paralyzed for like a certain amount of time. Um, <laughs> so they'll eat them and then they'll just like veg out on the side of a pond uh, oh. while they're like counteracting the tarika toxins in there. Have you seen those uh, videos of uh, mongoose after they eat a cobra? Mm-mm. I think it's no, it's not a mongoose. It's a badger. Do they I do think, the same shit? Yeah, just same like shit. They just like, just like lay down, just like they just ate a snake. It's got a bunch of poison in it. <laughs> And they just lay down, acting like they got drunk. 
And they shake it off. The honey yeah, I love the idea thing. that, you know, you, you have just enough capacity to eat a poisonous animal, mm -hmm. but you have to, like writhe around on the ground for a few hours just to deal with it. Do you know about how seagulls, they can eat spoiled oysters? They have some reflex in their body that take at a, what's it called? Bo is it botulism that's in an oyster? Oh, that's There's some sort of a, a nasty yeah. poison, right? And their body recognizes it and it makes them puke. So if you ever see a seagull vomiting, it's because it's ate a bunch of shitty oysters. <laughs> <laughs> ate a bunch of nasty fish. Just went to Sam's Chowder House. Yeah, and they just they vomit it up. I guess I guess seagulls are like the tanks of the bird community. They can yeah. eat anything. Eat trash. They just eat all kinds of junk. They're just they're fucking Elliot's like hobos. <laughs> you know about know seagulls? A lot more about seagulls. Uh, uh, not really. I don't know much about gulls. People don't people don't care about gulls. Yeah, they don't. Not that. But they are. They're like ravens in a way. Like they're they've adapted. Super adaptable. Uh, you know. You can't bust them. They're in Walmart parking lots mm -hmm. nationwide. That's what I love about what's oh, that? The rats oh, running around. Do you see them? You can see evidence, but I don't see them. We got a visual on the rat one of these times. I don't like rats. They steal all my <laughs> strawberries. <laughs> yeah. The problem the problem with rats is they're fucking thieves. They just steal yeah, shit. Potatoes. Yeah, we lost a uh, baked potato last night. <laughs> two <laughs> nights ago. And baked that's potato. not the first. There's there's one down. You can see him? Yeah, there's a tater down in there. Oh. We never retrieved it. But he must have eaten it, right? Uh, part of it. Oh. And we'll leave cheese out sometimes. And, and like, just other... On purpose? No, no. Oh. But they don't even touch the cheese. Really? But That's the, strange. They'll really go for the uh, potato, baked potato. potato. They want the uh, the carbs. I think it's just nicely cooked. It's probably really warm. Mm -hmm. They know that we went to bed, and they're just. They also they're chewing on cords out here too. That's the weirdest thing. <laughs> it's like oh. there's food crumbs all over the fucking place. But they're eating You're gonna cords. Chew on a cord. Yeah. You know how they destroy cars sometimes, right? Oh, yeah. I'm worried about that. Elliot. When we went camping uh, the first time in the pandemic, we had to put an entire tarp over the car so marmots don't go in there and destroy oh, the car. Yeah, marmots are marmots are well known to just like... Destroy? If you got that? salt... I lost three bulbs off my string light. Because the, the rat just chawed it. Straight through it. It must have some exotic smell that it wants. I don't... Yeah. I think it's just that is just an asshole move by the rat. So you got any ecological predictions in closing? As scientists, yes, as field okay. scientists, what, what are any, we talking? We got uh, more just, specifics, or are we just talking? No, I'm broad? talking whatever strikes your fancy. All right. In terms of like an ecological prediction, because obviously right now there's volatility in the market, there's volatility with there's climate change, in the there's volatility market. everywhere. There's got to be, you know, because you've talked to me about. I mean, water's obviously an issue in some places. There's all kinds of things that are at play. But what's yeah. an ecological prediction? Worldwide collapse. Okay. To a degree, we've never we've never seen anything like this. But that's wishful thinking. Um, <laughs> what, what, when it's coming for you, it's wishful term, thinking. What is this thing like where, you know, the Keystone 
species gets wiped out and it's got a trickle down effect. So if crows something cascade. Like if crows went away. Trophic cascade. Trophic cascade. So what's that mean exactly? Essentially just like what Patrick said. We you knock out one thing and it it alters another thing that alters another thing that ultimately alters the whole ecosystem. So we're eating jellyfish at some point. We're just always left as jellyfish. Yeah, scraping barnacles off the pier, mm-hmm. you know, like looking for just a... I don't know. The thing... Uh, here's the other thing, though. Trophic Cascade often refers to, like, intact, pristine systems. We're going to also discover that a lot of systems are going to become just, like, nothing but non-native species essentially weeds from other areas which in a lot of cases tend to be edible so it's it's change but it's not devastating change it's just change it's just going to require a little bit of adaptation to shift in in certain areas okay um i mean yeah i guess that's as far as a general ecological statement prediction change and adaptation (laughs) change 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 and adaptation Adaptation makes the most sense because you have stuff like there's so many species that have had to adapt that have almost become different species, right? Because they've become, they live in different environments. Well, some of these, you know, the big winners like rats and ravens. Mm-hmm. Uh, you look, saw it. Rats are swimming. They they can swim. They rats can dig. Yeah. They can run. <laughs> they can squeeze through stuff. Yeah. They they have great sense of smell. They learn. Uh, wow. You know, you gotta be smarter, faster, bolder. The Norwegian rat. You know what ain't what ain't really gonna change though is newts are still gonna be doing their thing. You think so? Newts don't give a fuck about much. If there's if there's any water in the creeks, they will use it. Newts are gonna be blissed out, eating bugs, crawling. They're pretty cool. Walking off cliffs, just just like they normally do. I like that idea. I I I think the newt is uh. It's an apocalypse winner, you know, like a cockroach. 